0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: It's time
0: for Fibber McGee
1: and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute.
2: Acid indigestion, that's the time for Tums.
3: Always keep them handy, always carry Tums.
0: What's the use of counting
3: sheep? Take some Tums and get to sleep. Buy some Tums. Try some Tums. Tums.
0: Yes, what is the use of counting sheep when it may be too much stomach acid that's keeping you awake? It's a fact that even without your knowing it, Excess stomach acid can cause sleeplessness. And it's also a fact that Tums do a record-fast job of neutralizing that excess acid. So eat one or two Tums as a nightcap. See if you don't fall asleep more quickly. For quick, on-the-spot relief of acid indigestion, heartburn, and sour stomach, keep a roll of Tums handy always. Only ten cents a roll. Suffering from
2: heartburn. Send the dime for Tums. Get on-the-spot relief with You. M.S. Tom's.
1: As you know, if you've been listening, Mr. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista is trying to live strictly by the golden rule for one straight week. Yesterday, the McGees went out on a limb by bailing a stranger out of jail. Today, they're visiting him at
0: Dr. Gamble's house. And believe me, I I just can't tell you too how, how grateful I am for everything you've done.
4: Oh, that's okay. Glad to do a good turn for a guy that needs it.
0: Boy, you needed it. Oh, I sure did. That Mrs. Johns who ran into my car. She and her husband really had me over a barrel at that hearing yesterday. It's
5: lucky, McGee, I witnessed the accident all right. Her story of how it happened was ridiculous.
0: Yeah, kind of gave me a
4: warm feeling to be able to get up on that witness stand and help a guy out in a spot. In fact, when I listened to that phony windbag John's throwing his weight around, I got so warm, steam started coming out of my
0: ears. (laughs) I, I don't know why you two go to all this trouble for a stranger. I really don't. Well, that's
5: how it started, Bob. A stranger did a favor for Mr. McGee last week, and he's just passing it along to you.
4: Yeah, the only difference is this guy returned my wallet with 14 bucks in it. Now I went bail for you to the tune of a thousand bucks.
5: Oh. We just put up our house as security that Bob will be in court for the trial on Friday. That's all.
4: Sure, that's all our... Our house, that's all.
0: That sure is wonderful. You'll uh,
4: you you you'll be here, too, won't you, Bob? In court Friday? That's th- This Friday, you know, the, the very next Friday we get. It comes right after Thursday. Don't you worry about me letting you down. Oh, yeah. we're,
5: we're not worried about no, it, Oh, No, of course Bob. not.
4: Sure, sure been a good old house, though. That house has been in the family for years
0: and vice versa. I sure hate to lose it.
5: uh uh-uh, sh- Hush, McGee. You're staying here with Dr. Gamble, aren't you, Bob?
0: Yes. Uh, he's been great, too. I'll probably owe him a fat medical bill when all this is over. You'll owe him nothing, boy. You just forget it. He'd have a nerve charging you after all the patients I keep bringing him.
5: Patients? Like who, for instance? Mm,
0: like Bob here. Oh, I, I don't want to be a deadhead. Only it may take me a while to get caught up. I was on my way to, to a job in Springfield, you know. I sent them a wire this morning and asked them to hold it open for me.
5: Oh, they'll hold it.
0: I'll have to get the car fixed, too. It belongs to my brother. He just bought it a few days ago, too.
5: Well, now, you just take it easy. And if Dr. Gamble says it's all right, you can come over to our place for dinner tonight. The both of you. Well, come on, McGee. Let's let him rest yeah, now.
4: Okay. Good well, Mr. McGee. Goodbye. Gee whiz, Molly. I just get a kind of an all-over glow, practicing the golden rule this way. I
5: know what you mean.
4: I'll hop in the car. I'll take you down by your lunch on the way home.
5: Well, good. I'm beginning to feel a glow myself now.
4: <laughs> yes, sir. When one makes up one's mind that one is going to treat one's fellow man just like one would like one's fellow man to treat one, one can just feel the good one is doing sort of piling up on one. And one... What is stupid? So ah, go fry up pig. You don't own the street. Big sore head, hawing and blowing his horn at me just because I changed lanes when I pulled out from the curb. McGee,
5: I don't like to be a back seat driver, especially from the front seat. But do you have to drop the golden rule the minute you pick up the steering wheel?
4: Well, that guy... Gee whiz, I guess I didn't realize I was kind of forgetting myself there. You're right. When I say I'm going to live by the golden rule, I mean all the way. Good. Now, this is a four-way stopper coming to here. I'm going to give that other driver the right-of-way. Go ahead.
5: Oh, you go ahead.
4: No, no, go ahead. After you. You first, sir. I
5: wouldn't think of it. Heavenly days, there's a limit to politeness. But I insist. Uh, But you were here first. Oh, McGee, come on,
4: give in. I did give in. It's the other guy who won't. Go ahead. You go ahead. Well, did you ever see such a stubborn, unbudgeable jackass? i better explain to him. Come on, Molly. You can back me up. Now, look, mister... I'm giving you the right-of-way no, because... No, no, no. You mustn't deprive me of the pleasure, sir. I'm just starting to try out a, a
1: great idea. Yeah? A friend of mine told me about it. Uh, treat other people like yourself. Live by the golden rule for one solid week. He's doing it, and he passed it on to me.
5: For goodness sakes.
1: Well, who, who is this friend? Uh, a fellow named Scrimshaw. Roy Scrimshaw. Oh? He heard about it from his doctor. A man named Gamble. Seems Gamble has another patient. A fellow named uh, McPhee. Gibber McPhee or something like that. Who started the whole thing. Hey, where are you going, mister?
4: I'm going to unblock this traffic jam and give you the pleasure of living by the golden rule, bud. Gee, Molly, ain't this wonderful?
1: There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. In view of current happenings, no American can afford to be complacent. Let's face facts. The A-bomb and the H-bomb are realities and long-range bombers have made intercontinental war possible. Enemy planes could reach us in a matter of hours. Radar offers protection in detecting enemy planes, but there are dangerous gaps in our radar system which can be penetrated by low-flying aircraft. To augment our system of detection, America needs 200,000 men and women of teenage and up who are willing to give a few hours each week of their spare time. A trained civilian spotter could give the warning that would put fighter planes into the air faster and give civilians and target areas more time to reach shelter. These civilian spotters are urgently needed on the west coast, east coast, and northern state areas. Volunteer today for the Civilian Ground Observer Corps. Get in touch with your local civilian defense center. <laughs>
4: Enjoy your lunch, all right?
5: Oh, fine. Walt's blue plate special is always uh well, uh, a goodbye.
4: Yeah. Oh, hey, there's Wally Wimple. Oh, yeah. Let's give him a lift.
3: Hey, Wimp. Oh, hello, Mr. and Mrs. McGee. My goodness, do I hear wonderful things about you, Mr. McGee?
5: You hear right, Mr. Wimple. Oh, just sh-
3: think. Living by the golden rule, I tell you, Mr. McGee, you are an inspiration to me. Oh sure.
4: Nothing's any red butter. Well, hop in, boy. I'll give you a lift.
3: All righty. Although, you've already given me a lift. Really. You've inspired me to do something I've never done before. In fact, I- I've written a little poem about it. A poem? Good. Let's hear it.
4: Yeah. Go ahead recite it for us while we ride along, Wint.
3: Well, I call it... I Tried the Golden Rule Backwards. Hmm.
5: Odd title.
3: Thank you. It goes... I do unto others, said Mr. McGee, as I would have others do unto me. I turned this around for my big old wife, and gave her the scare of her big old life. To her this one thing I did unto, just the way I've long been done to. Sweetie face for you, I said, and dropped a wasp's nest in her bed. She gave a screech that shook the sky. I'll get off here. I've moved. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I brought the groceries in off the back porch, Molly. The old-timer must have left them while we were downtown.
5: Good. Thank
4: you, McGee. I think I'll put on a pair of old shoes and putter around the lawn a while. Where'd I put that new putter?
5: You mean that short golf club with the funny thick head that you brought home yesterday as a present for me? That's one. It's in the umbrella stand. And I've been meaning to speak to you about that. Hmm? I don't think the spirit of the golden rule means for you to give me a golf stick you've been wanting to buy for yourself.
4: Well, why not? Isn't that doing something for somebody that I wish somebody would do for me?
5: (laughs) Well, I guess maybe you got Ah, to... I tell
4: you, I feel just great today, kiddo. When a guy really lives it like I'm doing this week... It changes his whole life mm-hmm. I should have thought of this years ago I'd have...
5: Well, who in the world is in such a hurry?
4: I'll see well, Hold your horses, I'm coming This is no firehouse He isn't here, is he? No, I see he isn't Well, then it's so all right I never thought it would be But we have to face it, it's hey, so wait a minute. snap out of it, Doc Collect yourself Yes,
5: Doctor, I've never seen you so excited Oh,
4: you poor kids You better take a chair here, Doc Here, take two, they're small Ah, what is it? Bob. Bob Stanley. He's flown the coop. Ducked out of town. He's gone. What? Here, you take a couple of chairs.
5: I can't believe this, Doctor. Well, oh,
4: neither can I. As a student of human nature, I would get zero this semester. Oh, I know. He took me in, too.
5: But how do you know he's... Uh, I mean, uh, well, maybe... Monica
4: Miller was in my office. Happened to mention casually that she'd seen a fellow she thought was Bob flagging a ride out of town at the freeway. I said it couldn't be him. But just to make sure, I ran around to see. Yeah? And his coat and hat were gone. Oh. No note, nothing. Thought he might be here. He doesn't know anyone else in town. Well, it appears that you've got stuck. Oh, oh. You know, when a guy practices the golden rule like I do, some, sometimes it gets downright discouraging.
1: We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment.
2: This is Eddie Cantor, and if I may, I'd like to take a moment here to remind you about my weekly show business show. Every Thursday evening on most of the same NBC radio stations, I open my memory book and take a look into the world of show people. Not only do I talk about the great and wonderful old-timers in show business, I also tell you the intimate stories that surround the stars of today, and you'll hear some of their famous recordings, too. Recordings from the early 1900s and recordings from this very year. For old and new alike combined to make show business your business. And so i like to tell you about their lives, and I do, during my weekly show business show. Won't you listen every week on the NBC radio network? This is Eddie Cantor reminding you and hoping you'll be in the audience. <music>
4: I'm coming. Ah, you on earth calling at this time. Hello. Who? Oh, yeah, this is McGee's resident. Long who? Long distance. No. No, no, I don't know anybody in Springfield. No, I won't set the charge. Who? No, I never heard him.
5: What was it, dearie? Yeah, long
4: distance call. Somebody in Springfield wanted to reverse the charges.
5: Springfield? Did they give a name?
4: Yeah, some Stanley, Bob Stanley. Bob Stanley! <coughs> uh, hello, hello. that mm-hmm. Braddett, she's gone.
5: Oh, for the. Go back to bed. Yeah. Okay. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>
1: NBC has brought you Fiverr McGee and Molly transcribed. With Bill Thompson as Mr. Wimple, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Lee Millar as Bob Stanley. This is John Wald, and I've never seen the McGee's in such a serious spot before in my life. Am I going to be tuned in tomorrow to Fibber McGee and Molly? Laugh with Groucho Marx on the
0: best of Groucho tomorrow night on the NBC radio network.